welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I tell you, let people mess with my uh, take over Twitter and stuff happens on my phone. I can't even do things like I want to on my phone with, with Twitter, trying to intro people to another, another edition of Folks Talking Sports on the Folks Talk Sports Twitter account. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View, and joining me is Willie Gibson from Ohio. Where are you now, sir? I'm Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Not quite a kid from Akron. I am a kid from Akron. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Gibson, a kid from Akron. We're going to talk about a few things. First off, everyone joining us on Folks Talk Sports on Twitter, as well as on the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Happy New Year to everyone. You too, Brother Gibson. Happy New Year to you as well. You as well. Feliz Año Nuevo to Mm. my Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters. Let's get into it. Let's let's work backwards. Let's do a recap of 2022. Any, just off the top of your dome, man, any top sports moments in 2022 for you, Willie Gibson? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ohio State wins the Rose Bowl. That's the first day of 2022. Yeah. Okay. That's the first one. Does that rank as number one for you? Uh, for now. I, I, that's the first one that popped in my mind. I'm just trying to quickly run through. Um, yeah, that's for now. That is it. That is it. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I hadn't, I hadn't really t- taken the time to, to, to formulate a list. Yeah. Talk to you a curveball there. Yeah. Uh, but that's all right. You know, cause I, I, I was asked that question from my mentor, Ralph Cooper, Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday. Mm-hmm. Ralph asked me to if I was <laughs> free and available to join him at 6.15, and he called me like at 3 <laughs> and said, hey, are you available? I said, yes, but okay, think of your top five <laughs> sports moments. I said, okay, Ralph. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll be, I'll be at the basketball game. And he said, okay, well, let's think of it, and I'll call you. And I said, okay. So these, these are Houston. These are my, my moments. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Number five. What was number five? Number five was, uh, oh, number five. And, and kudos. Shout out to A.D. Moore, Dolphins. A.D. Moore, because he's part of this. Number five was the Houston Round Bar Review being recognized as a, as a media group in 2022 and being approved to attend and cover the the big game, the NFL's big game. So number five, number four was, I think, UH men's basketball advanced to the Elite Eight with seven players, seven healthy players. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three was the Big Ten new media rights deal, leaving the ESPN. Number two was the Astros win the World Series, Dusty Baker's first World Series ring. And number one was the Brittany Griner uh, whole scenario you know the detainment wrongful detainment and then release for her so it took me a while to figure to make a list but i had mm-hmm. to do that so that was my top five this put that out there and i want to get your thoughts on it and oh for everyone wondering andy yanez is celebrating new year's with his family james mueller is attending a wedding mm-hmm. and i want to say it's in arizona okay in and around Arizona, so there's a chance James might um, be able to go back because you know he's on winter break in college at UH to attend the college football championship game featuring Georgia and TCU. I'm not sure, but I want to say his dad or it seemed like his dad or mom or both are TCU alums. Oh, wow. Something like that uh, because I know his grandparents live in Fort Worth so there might be a TCU tie. I haven't asked James about that, but I'm kind of putting the breadcrumbs together a little bit there. So mm-hmm. who knows if James be available to attend. He's going to ask his dad about that. If he can attend the CFP between TCU and Georgia. So that's what, where those two young men are. James is at a wedding. Not James' wedding. James not getting married as far as I know. <laughs> because I'd be kind of about done if he were getting married and I didn't get an invite. <laughs> but And Andy is celebrating the new year with his family. So that's why it's just Brother Gibson and myself this evening giving you a Folks Talking Sports edition. And of course, got to help, help pay the bills, as Brother Gibson knows. 
Folks, Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house, as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL, 972-532-SELL, or visit their website at fivestarproperties.com, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R. P R O P S dot com. Brother Gibson, I'm gonna put you on the spot one more time. Okay. Have you already applied or have you applied for credential for the final four? I have not. I have not. Okay. You're gonna do that, right? I am. Okay. I am. Looking forward to looking forward to you and getting approved because if you get approved, uh, we can do a, we're gonna do a show here in town, H Town. Oh. For sure. So I was trying. I was trying to do that when I came down there for the Browns game. I was trying to roll up on you and surprise you, but it didn't work quite. And then I saw AD, and AD blew my blew my spot up. So yeah, yeah. So just planning on that. So I've I've already applied for it. Hopefully, of course, I'm assuming I get approved. I don't take that for granted. Got to get approved mm-hmm. as well. So assuming I do get approved for it, you get approved. Andy gets approved. James gets approved. Yeah, another. Feather the cap for the Houston Round Bar Review because I also know that AD Moore has been approved for the second consecutive year to attend and cover the NFL's big game next month in February. So two years in a row, the Houston Round Bar Review will be attending and covering the NFL big game. And you know why I'm not saying the oh, without question because I don't want to get fined and have to pay for it. Without <laughs> so, question. All right, Mr. Gibson. Full disclosure, my Saturday was filled with hoops yesterday. Okay. With uh, UH men's basketball first, and then the Rockets. Who the Rockets boy? That was something else. Rockets Saturday evening. So I did not see the CFP games. But based on my Twitter feed, it was like I was there. <laughs> I mean, almost everybody I was following was talking about the game, tweeting about the game. So give me your take on it. What'd you see? What'd you think? Your thoughts? You want to do the TCU game first? You want to do the Buckeyes game first? Your call. You got it. Yeah, I'm going chronological order. Um, TCU, uh, I think TCU felt disrespected and understandably so. You know, they were the little brother. They, you know, first year coach, um, had some hiccups throughout the uh the the season came in with one loss but there were some games where they didn't look their best and people you know take them for granted to be honest they they come from the big 12. big 12 is not the uh most defensive oriented conference when it comes to football and so people thought that okay michigan is going to come in from the big bad mighty big 10 and run the ball all over and it didn't work like that. And I think they came out defensively in particular and proved a point. I mean, two pick sixes. Um, they stopped Michigan three times in the red zone, which Michigan's Achilles heel all year has been red zone swarming. They'll, you know, dink and dunk between the 20s. But once they get inside the 20s and the, and the, and the field is compressed, they have issues. That's why their field goal kicker was a, a Groza Award finalist. He's a, and he kicked a 59-yard field goal yesterday wow. in that game. So they um, pretty much went to script. And uh, TCU just was not to be denied. I mean, they, they came out firing. Uh, Michigan has some questionable play calls early. Um, they attempted inside the five, probably due to their, their – Issues in the in the red zone. Attempted a double pitch pass, and it got blown up. The Philly special. If you remember a couple years back in the big game between the Eagles and the Patriots, the Eagles ran a, a, a play that's called the Philly special. Mm-hmm. Well, Michigan attempted their version of that yesterday and lost five yards on third down, or the fourth down actually on fourth down that turned the ball over. So. Um, People had questionable calls on maybe some targeting and uh, a touchdown that perhaps could have gone Michigan's way. But all in all, uh, TCU 
was the better team yesterday, and they won the game. Uh, going to the second game, uh, Ohio State-Georgia, um, Ohio State answered a lot of questions, and they also created many more, if that makes sense. Um, they showed up to play. They answered all the critics who, dis- who decided they did not belong there. They backed in. They did this. They did that. I don't know how you back in when you're 11-1. and one. But I digress. But the 10 and 2 team, um, <clears throat> Nick Saban, Alabama, mm-hmm. thought that they deserved to be there over the 11 and 1 team. I don't know. Math tells me that two is more than one. Yes. And when it comes to losses, low number typically wins. So 11 and 1, Ohio State got in over 10 and 2, Alabama. But I digress. That's, SEC, um, that's, that's the SEC new math, Will. Yeah. 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 So um, Ohio State was. They came to play. They came to play. Even with the injuries that they they had prior to the game and that occurred during the game. Um, Kate Stover, uh, starting tight end, was lost early. Uh, Maya Williams was injured. He was rendered ineffective due to his injury. Already without uh, Travion Henderson, top running back. Um, already without Jackson Smith and Jigba top wide receiver, um, lost Marvin Harrison Jr. in the early, in the second half, which the first 20 minutes of the game, he was the star. Five catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. So he was on his way. And uh, for the record, he there's questions about the call that he wasn't targeting. I personally did not think it was a targeting call. I mean, it was a it was a shot. He took a shot. I think the young man from Georgia uh, led with his shoulder. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, sustained a concussion on that play and was not able to return. And, and, and to that point, let me say this: kudos to Ryan Day, kudos to Dr. Chris Cading of the Ohio State medical team for not allowing that young man back in the game mm-hmm. because. Number one, it was clear that that was a turning point in the game. Ohio State's offense never got back on track once he left. And for all those win at all cost people, it would have been very easy for them to give that young man his helmet back and let him return to the game, and they chose not to. Mm-hmm. Not every coach, not every program would do that. No doubt. So uh, give credit where it's due, Dr. Chris Cading, Ryan Day, because there were times – when, when Marvin Harrison Jr. came out of the 10th, he was looking for his helmet. He went, sat next to C.J. Stroud, and was waiting for someone to find his helmet. And they refused to give him his helmet back. So kudos to them. Um, the game, defense. Um, I know we talked about this after the, the, the last game of the regular season. Um, you can't give up 87 points the last two games of the season. You can't you can't give up forty five and then come back and give up forty two in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You can't allow a quarterback to go ten of twelve for one hundred and ninety yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Right, that's not the half. That's mm-hmm. not the game. Stetson Bennett was ten of twelve, one hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And that that's knowing when it, you know he has to pass the ball. Correct. Yeah. He, he's down 14 at this point. Right. It was 38-24 Ohio State going into the fourth quarter. And that was what was he was allowed to do. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not called for man's jobs. I'm not advocating for anyone to lose their job. However, when you were brought here to fix the defense – and the defense gives up 87 points in two games, the last two games of the season. And I'm not even going to get into Noah Ruggles, the, the, the field goal kicker, the place kicker. Um, he missed a kick. He missed a 50-yard field goal with seven seconds left. It happens. He's made that kick before. I've seen him make that kick Let, let me ask you, because I, I saw it. I saw that he missed because I had the Rockets. Yeah. Was it, was it close? Was it no. wide, he short? Shanked he shanked it. He shanked it. Without question. Um, and then, of course, you have the proverbial idiots that want to DM him on Twitter, yeah. calling this, that, and the other, and how he blew it, and how they themselves couldn't kick a, a 10-yard field goal. Right. Nonetheless, a 50-yard field goal to 
go to the national championship game. But I, again, I digress. Um, and that's that's a that's a that's a huge uh, sore point for me. Um, and, I, and I get on my colleagues all the time. It's amazing to me how you have men in their mid forties questioning the toughness of nineteen year old kids. Yes, that's a problem for me. That's yeah, a huge, huge, huge problem for me. Mm-hmm. And that it's amazing that you know you got keyboard warriors on Twitter that want to go after 19, 20, 21, 22 year old kids for something they themselves couldn't do. Right. And you know, and my two cents on that, a 50 yard kick pressure, that's hard to do. But do y'all think do those who are hating on him and want wanting threatening him with physical violence, do you think he missed on purpose? I mean, do you think he went in, you know what? To hell with these fans. I want all people to come hate me, threaten my family and and my loved ones, right. I'm gonna miss this kick on purpose. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no. that's not the case. No. Okay, we're still dealing with human beings. We yeah. all make mistakes. I know I made some. I think you made some. Oh, without question. You know, pressure situations, he missed the kick. Okay, that happens. Relax. It's yeah. it's a big ass moment, clearly. But life goes on. Yep. I'm sure you felt awful missing the yep. kick. Feel like he let his teammates down. Oh, he, he probably at some point feels worse about it than, than many of those idiots out there. Yes. But people, relax. He didn't miss it on purpose. It just happened. He missed a kick. That happened. He wasn't the first kicker to miss a kick like that. He won't be the last <laughs> to miss a kick like that. No. But unfortunately... He also won't be the first athlete to be threatened for letting, in their eyes, letting the fans down. How could you do that to us? <laughs> you hurt us. It's your fault we're not going to the big game. It's all on you. How yep. dare you do that to us? I got in trouble a couple years back. I got in trouble here um, because just simply that. Um, you talk about fans, and fan is short for fanatic. And, yes. and 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 I talk about and what I got in trouble for was these fans, fans, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Oh, I say fans. Yeah. What got me in trouble is I said they've never walked on the oval. The oval is a, a campus uh, spot that pretty much you can get to anywhere on campus crossing the oval mm-hmm. they've never never studied in william oxley thompson library they've never taken a class in university hall they've never taken a class in baker systems they've never slept in park hall mm-hmm. and i got in trouble for that you just because i didn't go to school there doesn't mean i can't be a fan true possibly but just because you're a fan doesn't mean you can personally attack 19 year old kids Yes. So the same way you felt I was attacking you by saying you weren't a fan because you never attended a class at Ohio State, multiply that by a billion. And that's the think about that the next time you want to criticize a 19-year-old kid. Because I had I had someone tell me, um, well, uh there was a young man that was hurt, injured the entire season, was injured week three, tried to play off and on throughout the season. And someone told me, well, some people just want it more than others. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. And then come to find out, we find out the young man tore two ligaments and broke a bone in his foot that he was attempting to play through all season long. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, uh, no. Yeah. Cut it out. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Because that, yeah, that, that bothers me, bro. That, yeah, that bothers it, it me. bothers me. And let me say, Tony M, thank you for ch- chiming in on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel to this edition of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. It's, and I'm going to be honest, I'm 50 years old. So when I was younger, in my teens, I wasn't that fanatical. I was bad, but I was in my teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. As I've gotten older, 
and realized these are people too. They're not doing this stuff on purpose and we can never prove it unless you can prove to me that they're doing these things on purpose. They're missing kicks on purpose. They're missing blocks on purpose. They're doing, you know, let's you, let's you prove it to me. You can prove to me that the referees are making bad calls on purpose. You know, just got it in for your, your team, all those things. Let it go. Just let it go. Use your energy on something else because this, this is not, don't down that hill because that ain't it. And it's yep. not going to be on this show. We're not going to look at it from that viewpoint. I'm doing a segue. <laughs> basketball yesterday, college basketball. Hmm? UConn men lost at Xavier by 10. Number two, UConn lost their first loss of the season. Hmm? One of the guys I follow on Twitter, he's a colleague, media. UConn, I mean, he's had, he dealt with UConn fans. And one of the fans blamed the officials for UConn losing the game to Xavier. And Russell Baxter said, this is life on the road in the Big East. Home cooking is real. Home cooking is home cooking. I will not tolerate fans using the loser mentality of it's the ref's fault. Okay. Xavier is a good team too. Right. Okay. Xavier won that game. <clears throat> so take your, oh, no, it's a conspiracy against UConn mentality elsewhere because it's not going to be on my timeline you know have a good day so i mean please miss me with this folks sometimes your team loses that happens sometimes your team will lose to a better team that happens yeah. it's it's possible it's very probable it's going to happen it happened yeah. yesterday in cincinnati xavier beat a yukon and well i don't know if you saw it but it was a three-point game about two two and change left mm -hmm. It was a call. I thought it was a good call against UConn. Danny Hurley went off. Danny Hurley's very emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay. Danny Hurley got teed up. Two minutes left in the ball game. On the mm -hmm. road, got a tech for a call that was the right call. But UConn fans, see, I told you the refs had it in for us. People. <laughs> wow. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, put take off the blinders mm -hmm. and accept the fact that your coach is not perfect and your coach can make mistakes and be wrong and heat of the moment. He was wrong. But uh, anyway, all right. <clears throat> Just your initial thoughts. Does TCU stand a chance against Georgia? I mean, yeah, they're in the building. So, yeah, they have a chance. Yeah. And when is the game? I don't even know when the game is, Will. When uh, next Monday. Next Monday. Uh, January 9th. Have you seen the – we need our young guys, our sports betters, because I don't know what the line is. But, I saw it. I saw it late last night. Georgia minus 13. Okay. I might kind of take that. I think Georgia's going to win, but I think it'll be maybe a 10 or between 10 and 7. <clears throat> Will, you cover the Browns. Yeah. I'm a well. I used to be a fan of the the Daniel Schneider uh, franchise that he <laughs> ruined, <clears throat> and talking about a man who's going to uh, fall up, sell a franchise for ten times what he bought it. Man, must be nice, man, to ruin a franchise and get seven billion dollars possibly. Yeah. Um, tell me what happened, they will, from your perspective in the Browns Commanders game. Uh, Deshaun is figuring it out play by play. I mean, this was game five of, for him. It's game 16 for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So he's getting into the flow. Unfortunately, is it too little too late with it being one more game remaining? Probably. But it's a springboard into next season. It's a positive ending that he will take into the offseason to prepare for 2023. Um, but it's simply that. Deshaun is figuring it out. I mean, his numbers were pedestrian, 9 of 18, I think 167 yards, but he had three touchdowns. He and, threw three touchdowns. And he did not throw three picks. No. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Um, but I digress on that, too. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz, who Daniel Schneider basically forced <laughs> – his 
personnel folks to trade for. Yeah. Just another another example of Daniel Snyder ruining a once proud franchise. And I will return to being a fan of that once proud franchise once he sells the team within this year, hopefully. But until then, I will just bash him without end because he ruined a once proud franchise. Um, and aren't the Packers winning? Aren't the uh, winning? It was it was thirty to twenty seven to three last I saw it. Packers, right? Packers. Okay, because that's what I saw on ESPN, but I sure thought I saw someone on Twitter say that Minnesota's winning. And I was like, hold up. I just saw on ESPN that the, the Packers are winning. Because oh. if the Packers win, the commanders, I think, are done for the playoff right, chances. Yeah. Which I'm glad you brought that up because I was waiting on that. I was going to bring that up. Apparently, Ron Rivera did not know that. <laughs> Seriously? Post game. Seriously. He was asked a question about, he said he would consider quarterback changes next week. And he said, and the question was asked, um, well, if the Packers win, you're eliminated. He kind of was taking it back. Like, you mean we could be eliminated? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if he was serious, the first time, like, he's playing. Like, he's being facetious. He's like, but no, he was legitimately like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. That, that we says a lot too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it says a tremendous a lot. A tremendous amount. Uh Packers won 41 17. So once again, the commanders missed the playoffs. All right. Well, there you go, Daniel Snyder. You you did it again. So, okay. Oh boy, oh boy. All right. I gotta talk about this. Will last night. And shout out to Tony M and the fans who joined me last night on my Let's Talk Houston Rockets show. I went for almost two hours. Wow. I went right up to uh, New Year's 2023 start. So AD's chiming in. So, yeah, we just touched on that. AD, thank you for chiming in. Thank you for the lead in. And kudos to your credential approval, sir, for the big game. Looking forward to your coverage of the big game in February. Marvin Harrison Jr., the loss, his loss, changed the game. I've seen that. You mentioned it as well, Will. Yeah. I'm switching devices, so you see me come up. Okay. Will, how often have you seen in your time covering basketball <clears throat> a team shoot less than 40%, 38.9%? The opponent... Let me go ahead. There we go. All right. The opponent shoots 37.7%. Okay. So 38.9, There's a difference of one made three between the two teams. Okay. One team makes 15, other team makes 14. Okay. It's a 20-point game, Will. Ow, sweat. <laughs> it's a 20-point game. The Rockets committed 25 turnovers. The Knicks scored 37 points off those turnovers. A season high for a Rocket opponent. The Rockets scored, I think, nine points off the Knicks turnovers. 20-point game. <laughs> it was the... And this is after the Rockets led by eight after the first quarter. So, leading by eight, lose by 20. Points off turnover differential, 28. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it was just mind-blowing to see. And a lot of them were, were like, basically, you want it? <laughs> here, Nick, you want the ball? Here, here you go. <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. It, I mean, it, eight turnovers in the second quarter. Eight turnovers in the third quarter. <laughs> It was five, eight, eight, and four. Wow. So it was just 12 points off turnovers in the second, 11 in the third, and I think, I mean, like eight in the fourth or whatever. So, folks, again, I called over Stephen Silas's job. Stephen Silas was just bewildered and frustrated at the 25 turnovers, as any coach would be, because 
It's 25 turnovers. An NBA franchise turned the ball over 25 times. Five for, for Daylon Green. Five for Kevin Porter Jr. That's your starting backcourt. Four for Eric Gordon. Your vet. You're you relying on leadership. Wow. The starting five had 16 of the team's 25 turnovers. I think the Knicks starters outscored the Rocket starters by 60. I mean, it was something ridiculous. I don't know what it was, but it was just, but whatever. Rocks are now 10 and 26, and now the clock once again is being turned up. People have been turned on. Steven Silas had one fan last night just going off, all caps. Steven must go, fire him now. He's an awful coach, blah, blah, blah. What is your expectation? Oh, his clearly was better, different, different than mine because, and that's, and see, that great question. I think that's where Rocket fans, some Rocket fans are very upset. Is because they expected more wins teetering on playing this season. That was unrealistic, in my opinion. The youth, inexperience, talent level is not good enough yet. And they're in the West. <laughs> the West is better. So I was like, this is what I expected. No, I expected them to better to be better on defense. Lionel Hollins, defensive coach. Mm. He's on staff. A physical player in his day, physical coach. I expected more physicality from these Rockets. Have not seen that this season so far. So that surprised me. They also miss your guy, Jay Sean Tate. He's been out for most of the season. So they miss his leadership. They miss his skill set, his stabilizing influence. All those things add up to it. And he's a good defender as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I mean, well, apparently it is enough for them to be this up and down and be 10 26. They got Luca tomorrow, Will. Ooh. So 60. No. I'm might not. be 50. I mean, it'd be fourth, fourth in like six games for him to get if he gets 50. Yeah. He's on a roll. Uh, <clears throat> I, I just, I haven't heard from anybody. Because you remember when he was first in the league? Oh, he can't play. He's one of those uh, international players. They can't play. He's not. He's not going to do this. That no. Okay. <laughs> I, I would be looking Phoenix right. Now. <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. And so, but Luca, even Crystal Wood, he it took him a minute. It took some tough love from Jason Kidd. Yo, Kristen, if you don't play defense, you're not going to play. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get consistent minutes. Hey. Okay. Took a minute. And Kristen was like, oh, you're serious? Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. No defense. You're not going to play. Okay. Now I'll do better, coach. <laughs> he's playing better. He's he's bought into it as well as he can. So, I think Luca's on a roll. He might get 50 tomorrow against the Rockets. Who knows? I'm kind of curious to see how many Rocket fans show up, uh, see if they're frustrated or fed up. With Saturday's performance was just it, – it was well, it's not a good look. It was bewildering. And then top it off, after the game in the locker room, Eric Gordon was asked a question in the locker room. Let me see if I can pull it up. Basically, have you seen improvement – this season and eric gordon's answer very succinctly matter of fact there's been no improvement <laughs> there's there's been or there's no improvement let me put it on i think it was three word answer exactly so let me see uh yeah yeah, yeah the answer was there's no improvement so the question is exactly quote are you seeing the improvement you thought you'd see when the season started and Eric's answer, there's no improvement End quote. You know what that is to me? Cause I, I, if I had to read between the lines, that's, I'm going to put the pressure on them for them to get me out of here. Yes, sir. No question. No question. Because when he said it, I was in the locker room. We I mean, it was like eight of us there. And the expression on his face was, 
really? Y'all get me out of here. <laughs> get yeah. me out of here. I'm, I'm done. But also, this is on him and his people, too. Because I think he bought into some of the fans' expectations. Well, you know, I said to you and Andy, and I had low expectations for this year's team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Eric expected because they could have moved him in the summer. He could have gone to a contender for a low, a first round pick with conditions in the summer. Mm-hmm. But Eric said no because he's, I mean, he said many times he wanted to finish his career with the Rockets. He wanted to see this rebuild through because as if he re- believed the turnaround would be quicker than it is going to take. Based on what? What did he see? Exactly. <laughs> That's the question. And now I think he's realizing, gee, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you did. Yeah. So hopefully between now and February deadline, he'll be dealt. <clears throat> I think when Jay Sean Tate is cleared to get back in games, I think it's going to be soon, within a week or, you know, hopefully, barring a setback, because he was doing 5-on-5 not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Once he's cleared in place, Eric's gone. Because you can put KJ Martin in the starting lineup and then bring Deshaun Tate off the bench. Deshaun be the bench stabilizer. Eric, our rotation is set now. Thank you for your time with the organization. You've been professional throughout your tenure here. Good luck to your, your, with your new team. Are, are they looking at the buyout piece or are they? Oh, let me ask this. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. This is the first question I had. Are they still holding out for a first-round pick at this point? I think they were up until uh, December 15th. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because, and and honestly, he, he, well, let me say this. He shot the ball well last night. He didn't play well. Defense still is nowhere near what it used to be for Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. But he was 5 for 10 from the floor. Okay. Okay. And, but he did have those four turnovers. But will he had one possession, couple possessions. He launched a shot off the backboard, clang off the backboard. I mean, just it was a brick. Loose ball bounced around. So you know, not hitting the rim. Shot clock winding down. No reset. Gets the ball back from the baseline. Shot clock running down. Three, two, one. Toss the floater over the rim, air ball, <laughs> same possession. Wow! So, brick off the glass and then an air ball floater. Wow! I'm like, yeah, Eric, you don't want to be here. <laughs> and I'm. This is just from my perspective. I think his young teammates. Yeah, Eric, you gotta go. <laughs> you know, we're tired of you too. Thank you for your time, bro. Yeah. Good luck to you in your next your next spot. And he doesn't have, he's got a player option on next year's contract. I think that's right, player option. And it's low value. It might even be a team option, I think. So next year's contract, he can be cut because it's like $3 million. It's something low, you know. So he's, hey, again, his contract, his people agree to that deal. Well, that's on you, Eric. You yeah. put yourself in this spot. That's on you. Yeah. So now, Rafael Stone, get two second-round picks for him. Get a conditional first round pick in 2028, plus the second round picks, and be done with it. Move on. Yeah. Because his leadership in the locker room that everybody said he provided last year is gone. That's done. He's done. And he's been dropping hints on Twitter with these emojis in the last month or so of his frustration. Oh, yeah. So just get him out of here. Just go. Let's, let's go. <clears throat> so uh, let me see. Comment here. Yeah, well, I've been saying this comment right here for a while that Eric should come off the bench. I've said that for two years now. But now I'm past the point of that. Trade him. Get him going. I think Eric should take his brother with him because I don't know if his brother is still on the G League team with the Rockets. If so, take him with him to go make his package deal. Um, this flyer is done right here. With Bo Bowl and, and Larry Markman both gone, Bo both playing very well in Orlando. Larry Markman is damn near an all star 
uh, play so far with Utah. And Detroit fans want to forget or choose to forget Bo Ball was once a Piston. Yeah. And the Piston medical staff flagged it and rescinded the deal. Well, I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> so, but, but good for him to play well. Uh, the talent was there. He, he dealt with injuries at Oregon. He didn't get a chance to excel his one year at Oregon. So he's had some injury issues, but he's healthy now, playing well. And he's seven foot two. He's like, as Paulo Bencaro hinted at, or hell, Paulo said, everybody's all about Victor Wimbenyama as a unicorn. Hell, Bobo's doing some same stuff. You know, yeah. seven yeah. foot two, long arms, shooting threes, handles, blocking shots. We got that right now. <laughs> so time will tell on that. Uh, Tony M, trade him to a TF. That's Eric. Make it happen, Rafael. Get it done. Trade him. Move on. The Rockets, they're not going to win more than 25 games this year anyway with Eric without Eric. So play the youngsters and keep it moving. Just keep it moving. So I digress. But thank you for the comments from everybody chiming in. It's good. Rockets, it's still folks talking sports. Folks, not just a Let's Talk Houston Rockets show. So one more time. Got to pay those bills. We well, you know how it is. Got to pay the bills and put up the banner on the screen and do it like this. Five Star Properties is sponsoring this show of Folk Talking Sports throughout this season of college basketball. A Dallas-based company owned by UH alum, Go Cougs. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL or 972-532-7355, or visit the website, fivestarprops.com, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. Shout out once again to Five Star Properties, the sponsor of Folks Talking Sports here on Twitter at Folks Talk Sports, as well as on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. So there you go, see that right there, Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View, and joining me is Willie Gibson from Ohio, an alum of the Ohio State Buckeyes, and a credential. We are both credentialed media members, yep. and Will, to his credit, is not one of those folks <clears throat> who runs and hides <clears throat> when his team loses, nope. because he's a credentialed media, he's a journalist. That's what we do. We talk about teams when they win. And when they lose, it's called being objective. That's what we do. One of the things we do here on Folks Talking Sports. So once again, Willie Gibson, thank you very much for taking time out. Absolutely. Let's see, where should you want to go here? Will, how, how are the Cavs doing? Uh, they won last night. They finished 2022 on a, on a winning note. They beat uh, the Chicago Bulls 103-102. Uh, um, it was closer. Then the score indicates, and you wonder, it's a one-point win. How was it closer? Because really, the Cavs should have lost that game. They really they lost in Indiana on Thursday. They lost the game prior to that. And they were up going into the fourth quarter yesterday in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Chicago came back, and DeMar DeRozan missed a floater at the buzzer that really should have gone in, and they really should have lost that game. But um, they won. And, you know, kudos. That's what improving teams do. They find ways to win. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now it's just getting through the injury bug. Um, being Wade is out, should be close to coming back. Um, Darius Garland was injured Thursday in Indiana. I was playing through a thumb. No uh, official diagnosis on what the injury is. He's playing with a heavy wrap on his thumb. Um, but the Cavs are in need of, of, of wing help big time. They're in need of wing help. Um, the latest name is OG Ananobi of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, Toronto is not really yet ready to throw in the towel on their season. Um, I do know that Gary Trent Jr. is available and from Toronto. He has a player option for next year, but his last year was a uh, deal that is uh, contractually obligated. So 
he's been named in some rumors, if you will. Uh, but the Cavs are really in need of of, of a, a dependable uh, small forward. Um, Isaac Okoro was young. They don't want to give up on him yet, but he's not ready. Uh, this team is really ahead of schedule mm-hmm. because this team, um, after LeBron left the second time, they methodically took their time and built the team through the draft. And they thought this would be another step in that process. They made the – I mean, Jared Allen was thrown in their laps due to the Jared Harden trade. Right. I mean, they – I mean, for those that don't know the story, and I know, Chris, you know this, uh, Brooklyn was short uh, a few million dollars of clearing cap space to to get to acquire James Harden. And they called Cleveland and said, hey, mm-hmm. Jared Allen's making 2.3. Would you be would be interested? And Kobe Altman said, absolutely. And he sent a, a first-round pick from Milwaukee to Brooklyn. I think that pick then was conveyed to Houston and that deal. And Jared Allen's an all-star center. Yep. So, you know, and, and then say with uh, Donovan Mitchell, I know we told it you were in Dallas at the uh, Pac-12. Was it the Pac-12, Big 12? Um, Basically, that's what it was, yeah. 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 And um, how he got involved with the Donovan Mitchell trade, because everyone in the league knew Donovan Mitchell was going home. He's going to the Knicks. He's going to right. the Knicks. Well, Kobe Altman was in New York um, at the U.S. Open, seeing Serena play her final matches, and got word that the Knicks were balking at some protections on the picks that they were willing to trade Utah. And Kobe Altman has a relationship with Justin Zanuck, the GM in uh, Utah. Uh, they've made deals before. Uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Cleveland to Utah, and a couple other fringe deals that they've made. So they have a relationship. He called. And on that was on Monday and Wednesday. Donovan Mitchell was a Cleveland Cavalier. So this team is ahead of schedule. So I, I bring it back to the point of Isaac Okoro. He's not what they need right now. And there's kind of a quandary because you don't want to give up on the young kid in his third year, fifth overall pick. So you don't want to say we made a mistake. Right. <clears throat> but at the same time, this team is ready now. They're, they, they've been either three or four all season long. They were Last year at the All-Star break, they were the fourth seed in the East. And injuries took over, and they fell into the plan. So they beat Brooklyn in the plan mm-hmm. last year, and they lost to Atlanta. So um, they're they're ready. They just need that 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 final piece. Now it's just what do they give up? Uh, as a coral, um, people. Uh, Kevin Love has an expiring twenty eight point nine million dollar million dollar contract. Internal discussions are: Do you trade Kevin Love? final year of his deal you know yes he's the final piece of your nba championship team clearly he's not the player he was then last year of his deal you know kevin uh you, we talked about eric gordon earlier last year that was kevin love mm-hmm. yep i remember <clears throat> yeah yeah kevin love was exactly that guy last year it was a time uh in toronto last year where he lost it yeah. mid-game. On the- <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yep. Yeah. And yep. So, so as you were telling that story, I'm like, man, that sounds like K-Love. That's really what he was doing last year. So he's corrected. He's, he's I don't want to say falling in line. He's accepted his role. And now he's, do you want to upset that and possibly put him in a trade? Uh, Ricky Rubio's back. He should be playing uh, tomorrow. Okay. And uh, at home against the Bulls, he uh, tore his ACL last December, and he's been uh, ramping it up uh, pregame uh, shoot arounds. He's playing five on five. They um, assigned him to the Cleveland Charge. The G League team's not playing mm-hmm. with the Charge, but just for practice while they're on the road and getting him some some reps. But he should be there either tomorrow or even Wednesday uh, at home against Phoenix. So they just they just need. Consistency and that small four. Karis LeVert, they thought would be it. He's sporadic at best. He's an expiring contract at 18.9. Maybe he's someone that they consider to move as February 9 gets closer. 
Hey, love, Carol Savert for Russ. <clears throat> <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no. No. Nah, that cut that point, that point guard room is tight. You got guard. Put Russ at the three. Russ said, I'll, I'll solve your wing problem. Nah, we, no. they, need a, they need a shooter at the three. Oh, well, that, that ain't Russ. Let me say, he, he, he's a shooter, but yeah. 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 But no, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But um, yeah, they just need that three. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you want Eric Gordon? Hey, if the price is right, Kobe will do it. Because it's, it's funny. You, you, you bring up Kevin Love, it's like he and Eric have, have reversed. Yeah. Because last year, Eric was, he was a good veteran, accepted his role. And now he's like, yeah, <laughs> I want out of here. I want to win. I want a chance in the playoffs. Get, yeah. you know, this, <laughs> this is not working. And Kevin Love has played, played very well once he accepted his role and, for lack of a better word, accepted reality. You know, of the situation. Well, let me say this about Kevin Love. In his defense, they did tell him when he re-upped. Because he was a, he was due to be a free agent. He signed a four-year deal, 120. And it was prior, maybe two years prior to the All-Star game. And they needed that marquee name going into All-Star weekend. And he was told, we're not tearing it down. We're going to build around you. We're going to stay competitive. And as soon as he signed, what they do? Tore it down to the studs. Yeah. So in his defense, he's kind of like, man, hold up. No, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, you paid me, but I'm I, I, I'm an NBA champion. I want to. I I I know what it takes to get there. I've been there. I want to continue to build towards that. And they kind of just flipped it on him. So. Yeah. I'm not condoning his actions on the court. I'm not condoning some of the things that he's done and said, but I understand. I understand. So fair point. Good point. Yeah. Very, very good point. So yeah. Um, I'm not going to spend time talking about US football winning in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl. Whatever. Uh they beat Louisiana, who was also 500. Hooray. I'm going, I'm gonna be petty. <clears throat> Just be forewarned, I'm gonna be petty. Okay. Uh, the Houston Cougars women's basketball team won Friday night in their conference opener over SMU. 60-44 over SMU. Uh, the game featured 49 combined turnovers. Mm. 25 for Houston, 24 for SMU. Mm. SMU was without their best player, their best point guard. You know, So, yes, so it was expected for them. To have a lot of penalties. The Coos still had 25. <laughs> okay. But they won because they made more shots than SMU. SMU was like 10 for 24 on layups. Oh. I, that's hard to do, Will. <laughs> I mean, 10 for 24 on layups. But my pettiness is this. That's now uh, win number four for Coach Huey this season. They're 1-0 in conference play. So I wonder, will UH sign into a contract extension tomorrow? <clears throat> hey, man, cut it out. Cut it out. So, yeah, so I'm being petty like that. I'm being petty. <clears throat> yeah. uh, because, you know, I mean, hell, they signed him to an extension last September after he did not after he did not go to the NCAA tournament again. So, yes, they're 1-0 in the American. So I'm expecting sometime tomorrow. Hell, I even said it. I expected yesterday during the men's game, make an announcement about We've signed Coach Huey to an extension. <laughs> so, <laughs> pettiness, yes, I know. I'm here for it here on Full Pocket Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. And Coach Huey's a good dude, good man. This is not personal, okay? Nine years with no trip to the big dance is nine years with no trip to the big dance. Period. That's, that's, how, that's how I'm going to put it. Period. So... <clears throat> On that note, let me see what else we got. Cougs. Uh, oh, well, we're six months away from UH finally joining the Big 12. Mm. Officially, but UH football, since their season's not done, the bowl game is over. They need to start promoting, marketing, 
Big 12 is six months away. We need your help, fam. We need your support. Buy tickets. Start building up the, the season ticket base for the Big 12. All those things they need to start doing tomorrow. Whenever start working again. If it's Tuesday, whatever. Off tomorrow for the holiday. Whatever. Start doing that. Please take advantage of Please do better promoting the program. I mean, if you want to spin it around, hey, we're, we won two straight bowl games under Dana, fine, whatever. But do a better job promoting your product, especially especially your moneymaker of which football is. What is, what is it, Rise Up? What's that campaign, the Rise Up campaign, the 75 million or whatever? Yeah, it's it's Rise, Rise Up, Big 12 Rise, what have you. So, yeah, let's uh, do better. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it, it might be kind of wise if you want to advertise here on Folks Talking Sports. Have a segment here on this show. Just saying, have a segment here, a little 30-second ad to be played on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. Just saying. Because I know this for a fact, Will. <clears throat> found this out yesterday. Mm -hmm. Got this good piece of news. Going to put it out there, share with everyone who didn't, who may not have seen it on Les Rage Coos yesterday, but Coach Kelvin Sampson's wife, Mrs. Karen Sampson, watches Les Rage Coos post game show. Wow, nice. She, she told she told me I talked to her after the game yesterday. She caught the show after uh, Wednesday's game, a uh, road win. She said, "I caught the show. Good job. I like it." Nice. Just saying, U.S. administration. That's depending on. Who you want to talk to could be the number one person in the program or the number two person in the program, whatever you want to say. Just saying, that's, that's pretty high praise. Just putting it out there. But we're going to wrap it up here on this edition of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. Once again, if you missed it earlier in the show, Andy Yanez is celebrating New Year with his family. James Mueller is attending a wedding. So that's why those two are not joining me and Willie Gibson on this edition of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company, sponsored by a UH alum. I like saying that. Thank you to Jay for making that done, for making it possible, for sponsoring us throughout this college basketball season. I'll give him a call if you're facing, if you're facing foreclosure and want to need cash um, as is, selling your home as is. 972-532-SELL, 972-532-7355, or visit the website www.5starprops.com. Once again, www.5starprops.com, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com, or call them, 972-532-7355. Brother Gibson, <clears throat> Anything you want to say in closing on this edition of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. And I had something, too, when I lost. Oh, this is uh, interesting to me. Uh, Colorado football. I know I'm Ohio State guy. I know I'm here to talk about that. But Colorado football uh, had a discussion. I saw some information. Uh, Coach Prime has been there less than a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you look at rankings for 2023 recruiting classes, Colorado is the number 23rd ranked recruiting class in the nation. Coach Prime's been there less than a month. Yeah. I can only imagine in a full recruiting cycle, what's going to happen. And as he says famously, I ain't hard to find, and we come. And I believe. What kid would not want to play, let alone a Hall of Fame defensive back? But his personality, and I had somebody tell me, like, oh, he's just a personality. No, he's a head coach with NFL experience, Hall of Fame experience. He knows what it takes to get you to the next level and not just get there, but sustain you and be extremely successful. With a solid coaching staff, too. And his coach, yes, uh, here at Kent State. Kent State is probably up 20 miles from Akron, Ohio, probably about two hours, 15 minutes from Columbus, Ohio. The head coach 
at Kent State resigned and is now the offensive coordinator for Coach Prime at the University of Colorado. And he brought his offensive line coach with him, and he brought his 6'8", 330-pound right tackle with him. So coaches, head coaches are resigning to be coordinators under Coach Prime. I don't, I haven't heard too much of that. I haven't heard a lot of head coaches resigning to be coordinators under another coach. Yep. I, that's, I mean, that's news to me. What, what do you think, Will? You think Colorado will be, will be in the Big 12 in a few years? <clears throat> Again? <laughs> Again? Yeah, possibly. I think so. I think, I think now all channels are open. And, and let me say this. Uh, it's a prediction I saw from Matt Brown at, at Extra Points. He does a good job on a publication. I forgot, I forgot his colleague's name. But the two of them predicted that Gonzaga would join the Pac-12 hmm. rather than the Big 12. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, from a location standpoint, travel, that makes more sense. Hmm. Okay. But if the rumors about the deal with Amazon are true and the Pac-12, whenever they announce their deal with their next media rights deal, and it's mostly with Amazon, so mostly streaming platform, and some games on ESPN, definitely less than now, do you think a, a nasty relevant program like Gonzaga would agree to that because that'd be less games for them, less, less exposure in that conference. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I agree. Still here. I, I agree with that because they get, they talk about the limited exposure they have now with ESPN games and, and, and terrestrial television rights. So you know, strictly streaming, I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them going with that. So yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how it's all going to play out. Um, even if the numbers, the, the money is a little bit more. I'm for well, the Zags to be way more than what they're getting currently in the West Coast Conference. Mm -hmm. But less exposure over time, I think, would be a detriment. Could be a detriment for. The Zags, Arizona, especially, you know, men's basketball, women's basketball too, Colorado, um, you know, the basketball schools in that conference. So I was kind of curious how that plays out. Mr. Big Ten guy, do you think Kevin Warren is going to leave for the Bears? Yep. I do. I mean, he's an NFL guy. I mean, he was COO uh, for the Vikings. That's actually before he became Big Ten commissioner. Mm -hmm. I um, at the Super Bowl a few years back, at the big game, oh, yeah. <laughs> I met him at the big. Uh, I'm okay. Let's just say it like this: I met him early February four years ago in Minneapolis mm -hmm. at an event, and um, yeah, super nice guy. And so we, that was part of him. And then you know, since he's become Big Ten commissioner, um, I had an opportunity to continue that that relationship. He's, he's a great guy, but. He's an NFL guy. I mean, he, he, you know, take nothing away from him. Kudos to him for the $7 billion television rights deal that he was able to uh, assist the Big Ten with obtaining. And he's done something. He's taken some heat uh, due to cancellation of some games during uh, the early onset of COVID. And uh, I don't think it's public. Um, his, his image has recovered fully from that even with the television rights deal so i think for him um i hate to see him leave the big 10 but i understand he's a he's an nfl guy his his i mean he's a lawyer he's a coo he's a he's a you know c-suite guy mm -hmm. with the big 10 but i think his him going back to the nfl is a, a power move for him and i understand all right. Thank you, my man. Oh, and, and I'm going to say, you know, folks who got to do the right closing. I'm KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review.
You can catch me on Twitter at VHR Review, HoustonRoundBarReview.com, HoustonRoundBarReview on Instagram and YouTube. Kudos to the fans watching us on the YouTube channel, I3, Tony M, Derek, uh, D Skills, H Town, as well at, at Max Corner, AD, who's been approved once again to cover and attend the big game in February under the Houston Round Bar View umbrella. The Houston Round Bar View is a media group, I'm happy to say. So thank you very much for everyone for, for watching the show. Until uh, next Sunday, Will, I think. Yep. Okay. So we'll, we'll uh, do it again, probably with a full house next Sunday. Join us another uh, edition of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. Until then, everybody enjoy. If you got the day off on Monday, enjoy it. Uh, stay safe. And until next Sunday, peace.